so for me, it was just kind of an easy thing where like, yeah, maybe me being vegan won't make a difference. Maybe it doesn't matter, but I cannot like watch this video of this terrible thing happening and then be like, you know what? I'm gonna give to that charity. The charity of like this terrible mass murdering. It's like, that's, I don't want my money to go there. Hey everyone, welcome back to This Is Bananas. Hope you had an awesome Thanksgiving. I know it's been a little while since we talked last time. Been super busy, been doing a lot of traveling, but excited to be back and sharing another episode. Thanksgiving was great for me. Had a super tasty vegan meal. We had one of those Gardein vegan feasts, some mashed potatoes, some baked beans, vegetables. It was, oh, it was amazing. I cannot wait till Christmas. Speaking of holidays, if you guys are going to be doing some online shopping, especially on Amazon, I do want to remind you that I have the Amazon banner on my website, which you guys can click and do all of your shopping on Amazon and you pay no more than you normally would, but it would help support me, the work that I do on YouTube, this podcast, and I would greatly, greatly appreciate it if you guys do end up using the Amazon link. I also want to remind you guys of the awesome app called FitBod, which allows you to customize your workouts and to track your progress over time in the gym. It's a really great app. I love using it. I use it every single week. My goal is to gain more muscle. You know, being a cyclist, you end up being on the skinnier side. So this has been great. So if you guys want to give it a try, there's a free trial that you can use. And I do have a discount code that you can use, which is Bananiac, B-A-N-A-N-I-A-C and you can use that over at app.fitbod.me that's app.fitbod.me and you get 25% off your membership whatever membership you decide to go for however long but yeah if you guys end up using it shoot me a message let me know how it ends up going for you and what you think of the app in this episode I had the chance to visit John Hill, who is a skater, a YouTuber, and a fellow vegan. I went to NYC at 368 Broadway, and if you guys don't know what 368 Broadway is, it is the building that has become famous because that's where Casey Neistat's studio is, and it has definitely grown. There are plenty of other awesome creators living in the building, including John. So, for me as a YouTuber, it was just a great experience just visiting the building itself. It, it's almost like the building itself has become this f- famous and well-known character and almost like an icon. You should see the people standing right outside of there taking pictures of the signs and the building itself. So yeah, really great experience being there and talking with John. John is, oh man, if you guys don't follow John on YouTube, highly recommend you do so. He's just John Hill on YouTube. He's also the founder of Progress Daily where he shares positive messages, which I think he's going to start talking about veganism even more on there. So you guys can check that out as well. Super funny guy, very down to earth, super chill. I didn't even know he was vegan until I saw a tweet 
that he put out about, you know, his Korean family giving him a tough time for being vegan and not wanting to eat dairy. It was something like that. But yeah, you would never know because he's just so chill about it. Also, if you guys haven't seen the vlog that I did with John Hill, you guys should definitely watch it. But yeah, this was a really cool interview that we did. We went long and deep on some stuff. Um, You know, we talked about skateboarding, how he got into it. We talked about YouTube being a full-time YouTuber. He shares you know, how much he makes per month, which is super surprising. The guy's killing it on YouTube. And then, of course, we talked about veganism. That's why that was my main reason why I went out there was to just talk to him about the reasons why he went vegan. Super excited to be sharing this episode with you guys. Sit back, relax. It's a bit of a long one, but I think you're going to enjoy it. It's super funny and entertaining as well as very motivational as well. So, yeah. Here it is, my episode with John Hill. And it makes me think of Animaniac. Do you ever watch that show? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah was that, um, what, what was that? I think it was just called- Like the three little- um, yeah. yeah, whatever they were. Yeah, I don't know what they were, but they're, they were something. Warner Brothers, creatures. right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> wow, awesome. Um, <clears throat> all right, well, I'm here with the, none other than John Hill. It's good to be here. How's it going, man? Dude, it's going good. Thanks for- bringing me out to my studio yeah and thanks <laughs> for having me in your studio Dude, this is course. awesome of course man um how's your thanksgiving by the way that was literally two days ago it was actually awesome i've been in new york city away from the family i um and i was just like i have friends friends it's a, it's a good feeling right yeah it is yeah like i feel like i didn't have those in the past so i just hung out with family but like right. fr- friends on thanksgiving super fun yeah, yeah. Good, good stuff man well the other great thing is all the black friday videos coming out i don't know if you're excited about them yeah i am stoked it's like, uh, like you mean the like people getting moshed and like the war zone in walmart that i love yeah yeah it's it's, it's pretty cool <laughs> yeah it's my favorite time of the year watching like people who i feel like i feel like i would recognize some of those people from south carolina <laughs> doing that and i'm like i can't wait Dude, for it same, same i'll look out for them sadly yes i can relate <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah man i just want to um sit down talk to you about skateboarding youtube you're also a vegan yeah so just to have a conversation with you man um let's start with skating how long have you been have you been skating seriously for way too long i should have quit like 10 years ago but i can't stop now um i started when i was 10 years old i'm 28 so 18 years oh, nice. and i remember when i was like i was like dude i've been skating half my life that seems so crazy because i think i was 20 when that happened now i'm like dude I've, like i soon it will be like there was barely a time where i didn't skate right because i feel like i've been skating for so long That's but yeah awesome. 18 years what got you into it Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Are you serious? I swear. Which one? The first one. The first one. I think I had the third one on GameCube. Okay. And I was like, dude, that was my favorite video game. It killed. Like, everyone loved the game. And it's funny because when I was a kid, I was just like, wow, this speaks to me. And I'm like, no, I think it spoke to literally everyone. Yeah, and like, sure. Some people started skating. That's when skateboarding became a little more popular too. Like, Tony Hawk like really boosted it up. But no, I mean, seriously, I feel like most of the people who are around my age started skating primarily because of that game. Dude, um, speaking of that game, I would just like, I think it was three. There was like a video section of it and I would just watch Rodney Mullen over Same. and over again. That montage Same. like killed it. Like, are you a fan of him? Oh, I love him so much. He's incredible. He was like my favorite starting off, of course. And then I got, I think, more into people who are like more extreme, you know, like jump down big stuff. But Rodney Mullen, like to this day, is still extremely relevant. And like when he, when someone makes a video with him, like a YouTuber, it blows up like to this day right. like vogue still does stuff with him i'm like this wow. guy's like standing the test of time 
Yeah. Which is awesome. But yeah, I mean, he's, he's an icon. He's like Tony Hawk, like yeah. they're kind of the same stature. Right. Um, that's awesome. So would you, would you consider yourself like, like, I, I don't know, terminology that well, but like, would you consider yourself like a vert skater or a street skater or like what? I would, what would say you consider yourself? street skater. Mm-hmm. I, I think at the end of the day, street skater, like I, I skate parks a lot and it's really fun, but what I enjoy skating the most is literally the streets like going especially that's a huge reason i wanted to be in new york city is just like cruising around the city skating random like sketchy spots on the side of the street that's for some reason just feels like the most expressive form of skating for i think a lot of skaters i think kids don't even understand that they're like expressing art they think they're just like running around and being silly but i think that's you know you start especially if you're filming which i've been doing a lot of um i don't know everything about it just feels sort of like art in a sense that's awesome yeah do you like new york city as like um a skating town so actually yes and no i I like it like when i'm filming videos and i get content i like it but it is much harder to find places to skate they have a few skate parks but anywhere else like especially in small towns like where we're from california you can walk outside and probably go across the street to a parking lot and skate in new york that's not going to happen like you could potentially find a basketball court Early in the morning, but then it's going to be occupied with a thousand kids and a thousand people. So it's much harder to find places to skate. And I can actually see why it's much harder to get better at skateboarding if you live in a city like this, especially because it rains half the year. Yeah. So Does NYPD shut that down as soon as they see you guys or are they pretty chill? I I feel like they're chill. I think think places where skateboarding is really popular, New York, California, security and costs become more chill because Mm -hmm. they probably were skated. When they were kids, right? Like I have, a, I have a cop the other day who in New York stopped me, and he was like, he was watching me, made me really self conscious, and I was like, all right, sorry, and I just immediately went to like, sorry about that, like I'll head out. And he's like, no, I just want to let you know that I really respect what you do. Yeah, a cop said that to me. I can't believe that. Yeah, I was like, what world is this? Huh? Yeah, that's awesome. And I was just expecting him to like beat me up right after that. Like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, me or something. But no, it was cool. I was surprised if I was a skateboarder and saw a cop, like I'd be scared. I'd be prepared for a citation or something every single time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the crazy thing is like uh, I think what the audience doesn't get a lot of times who watch our videos is like that I grew up with not only like security and cops and stuff, but but like keeping up with it, even mentally and trying to like map it out, I have been busted by security and police officers more than a thousand times. Really? Yeah, for sure. Because there was a whole year, which is like 365 days, where we had the cops calling us every single day at my house. And, and they were like, by like the second month, they were just super over it. And they would come over and be like, sorry. Like they would say sorry to us. Because they'd be like, sorry guys, we have to come here because your cops keep calling the neighbor or keep calling us because yeah. our neighbors like really hated us. They just, wow, man. Yeah. So like... So that's 400 itself in one year. So think about the other 17 years. I'm like, oh, it's been sure. more than a thousand times for sure. So is it because you're like you're not supposed to skate in a certain zone or, or a specific rail or something like that? It's or? usually that, yeah. And it's and it's. I feel I feel like we're very nice, but in Columbia, when you first started, when skateboarding first came in, I mean, a ton of people started skating, and nobody really knew what that was. Yeah. So all of a sudden, cops are just seeing their whole like all the neighborhoods getting like ramshackled with these skaters and at first it was very harsh like when i was 10 to like 15 cops were aggressive they would chase us they would arrest us and then after that it ended up just being like hey guys you know the drill we'd be like sorry we'd head out that was it right. um but yeah i mean some skaters like really take it to the next level too there's there's the terrible police officers and then there's like the terrible skaters who will be like what'd you say to me 
And then even the skaters are like, dude, he's being nice. Like, stop. And he's like, no, I ain't leaving. And yeah, you're like, oh, the skater die. Yeah, I'm like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Is it really this is where you want to die, this hill? Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. So so how much time do you spend actually skating? Recently, I well, actually the last month, not near as much as I should be. But on average, like throughout the year, pretty much every day. Okay. Yeah, I skate probably two to three hours a day, every single day. But yeah, in December, I, we have a, a three week job that we just, we just did a, two weeks of it. We have a week and a week left. Um, but you can't skate the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's basically the sort of like acting thing we're doing, which is really random, but That's it's a cool. show we're doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can't skate the whole time. So yeah. it makes me sad. And I like, <laughs> it's, love, tough. it's tough, but luckily there's like two or three skaters there. So we just nerd out for like 10 minutes. It kind of gives me the feel like, let's talk about skating real quick. And then we dip out. So what do you do during the winter? Because like me being a cyclist, I could hop on an indoor trainer and just spin my legs. But yeah, are you just out there? Yeah, I mean most of it, yes. But like you know, we luckily with everything we've been doing, we have so much to do now. Like in a day, we can have a really fun day. I can have a really fun day without skating. Um, I I do want to include that every day because I think exercise is important. But, you know, I've luckily I have like five hobbies now instead of this one. So I can have fun. But uh, for a month every year, Sarah and I go to California. So like during February, the worst month when we can't skate at all, yeah. we'll be in California. That's smart. Right. So, yeah, we take some trips to Florida, too. And like it's it's so it's so important, I think, if you're like into an outdoor sport to just take that time out of your, you know, your busy day and, and just head somewhere warm where you can Definitely. actually par- participate in your activity. Definitely. I mean, they say like, you know, the, the places with like the highest suicide rate, depression, blah, 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 are very much associated with places that are rainy and cold most of the year. Right. So there's like a direct correlation to that. So yeah, get yourself out into the sun as often as you can. But yeah, some people don't have the luxury of doing that, but it's try, try your hardest. Right. Yeah. Do you, um, do you cross train at all? Are you into any other sport in particular or are you focusing all on skating sports wise? Sports wise is pretty much all skating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind tinkering with other things. I just like, I'm like, I have two hours to be outside. I'm just going to skate sure. the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Get a bike, man. I should. I would love that. I definitely should. You should, man. <laughs> um, all right. Sweet. So let's talk a little bit about your YouTube. Your YouTube channel is huge, man. What are you, what are you at? Almost 600 K now? Yeah, I think I'm about to be 600 K probably in the next couple of weeks. I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, dude, it's dope. It's, it, it's weird. Like been doing YouTube for a long time and I have so many opinions on it because it, it has 100% become my job or it right. did two years ago. So doing YouTube as a serious career in a sense is, I don't know, you end up walking away from it, kind of saying the same things that everyone says with any career. You know, walking away and be like, oh, today sucked. Or like, oh, that was cool. You know, like the, the romance, I think, somewhat dies quickly, which probably says a lot about the fact that I'm just not appreciating it enough. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's cool. I mean, how do you feel about Um, I've been doing it since 2013 and it's a struggle. Like yeah. I commute two hours one way to like a full-time legit office job. Right. And that's four hours out of my day and it, it, it's tough, man. And then you got to get home. You know, you edit, you you film, and you're pretty much by yourself, which I, I noticed like a lot of YouTubers are coming out now and saying like how lonely of a job right. being a YouTuber actually is. Like I'm, I'm sure you definitely relate even though you're still in an environment with so many people. Like wouldn't you say like it's still like 
Definitely. I think like when I first started, I was so good at being alone and I liked it so much because I sort of grew up around people all the time. So when I finally lived in California, I actually really enjoyed being alone. So like YouTube was perfect. When I started, all my vlogs were just me going on adventures, filming myself and people were like, I think people vibed with it, first of all, because vlogs weren't that popular yet. No skater had been doing vlogs. So I was literally the first of that series. And now there's like a ton. Um, and yeah, it was just like, I was cool with being lonely. It was fun. And then yeah. I also was like, well, I guess I get this, like the audience sort of tricks you in a way in a good way, but <laughs> they trick you into thinking that you have companionship, friends and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you don't really know them personally, but you still, of course, can you can have a relationship with people via the internet. You know, there was like people who were so consistent, still are, that I still like see in the comments and I'll like reply and be like, oh, what's sure. up, dude? Like, yeah, it's good that. seeing you again. Um, but yeah, I mean, but then you start realizing like, man, I should probably fill my life with other like people to be around me and right. to like give me a high five once in a while. And, sure. Uh, yeah, interacting with real people is always good. Uh, yeah. It's a good feeling. But, um, you know, to, yeah, the positives are, are still there. I mean, I love being able to have that control. Like where I've worked other office jobs or for different companies, you know, I don't always have 100% of the say on, on what I promote or or, you know, what I do. But like with YouTube, I have that full control. Like I right. can talk about anything I want. And I love that freedom of of the job, essentially. Right. I think with anything like YouTube, it, it, it was this weird thing, like when it first happened, where everybody just sort of realized like, this is too good to be true kind of thing. And, you know, like even when I started, you know, I worked really hard and I collab I did like a hundred clouds my first year, literally something like that with like these big channels and that's sort of how I blew up. I think you do get too used to it. Like when you first start and you're getting big numbers, you do start getting, sometimes some people can start getting paid, you know, especially if you're not working a good job. Like I wasn't working anything crazy, but your money grows very fast. Like one month, like just to be transparent back in the day, like when, when my channel was blowing up, you know, I would go from like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm about to get $3,000 for, making videos. This is crazy. That's incredible. And then all of a sudden it would be like, you know, then there was a month that was like 10,000 and I'm like, wow. And then I remember being like, I don't think that's healthy for the difference to be that big. And the next month it was like 18. And I remember being like, okay, for me, I can't deal with this because it's so different, right? Like I'm like, I just made $3,000. Sure. So like two months ago, I could say I make 3,000 a month. And like, can I now technically say I make 20,000 a month? And then the next month you get 5,000 and right. you're like, that's when YouTube becomes, and that, that's such a privileged thing to complain about. But in a sense, it's like if you try to turn it into your career, you know, like anyone who had a career, if your boss came up to you every other week and said, hey, like, you know, we're going to give you a raise to, you know, we're going to raise 2000 you're going to get 2000 more a month. And the next month came up to you and go, hey, sorry, this month we're only going to give you 1000 I know we gave you 10 last month. It would kill you. Right. You would, you would plan accordingly. You would be like, okay, maybe I can build this business. Maybe my family can afford to do this. And you start building around this idea. So I think YouTube, my recommendation to anyone who ever does it or any creative field is kind of don't bank on it. So like think, just think of it as extra money. If you get a crazy month where you literally make a hundred thousand dollars, don't even think like we could probably move into a better house. Just right. be like, that's, that's not real. It's, <laughs> I'll put it in a bank account and I won't even think about it. So. Um, but I think that learning the stress of a new thing, YouTube, I think is a new thing that people weren't ready for. Um, that's the hardest thing with YouTube is figuring out how to maneuver around the stress of it. 
that's really level-headed advice coming from a you know a bigger youtube channel like yours man because like i um you know like anyone like I'll, I'll i'll search like youtube tips online and people will be like go all in like it's mm. it's all or nothing like you know um but that's that's really great hearing that advice coming from you know someone like yourself it's like well there's you know, yeah no, i was just ahead. gonna say well there's a thing like so you know like there's a lot of people who are coming out right now who are very inspiring gary v we we're just talking about sure him. and like he basically gives the idea of like hustle harder and you're good to go but there's a lot of implication of like you can hustle your ass off on something and if it isn't productive and if it isn't useful then no matter how hard you work you might not ever succeed in it youtube sometimes plays in that world so like sometimes i'll have an idea that i think is brilliant I'll be passionate about it. I'll be excited. You know, it meets all the criteria of something that inspirational people recommend. Dude, you're there. Now go all in. Right. And I will give it like every bit of energy I possibly have and it will bomb completely. It'll be a huge failure. It'll get terrible views and I won't make any, any money doing it. And I'm like, so there's also the sense of like in any creative field, I think, you know, sometimes there's a lot of luck involved. Sometimes hard work doesn't immediately correlate to success. And that, that pill was like the hardest for me to swallow. And I had to swallow that pill like a year ago. Like I just found that out where it was like, oh crap. Like maybe sitting here and thinking is a better tactic than just going like, ah, running in and like, <laughs> let's film 20 videos today. Right. It's like, anyways, so for the future, if anyone's out there thinking like, oh, I'm just going to hustle my ass off and like kill this YouTube game. I think a lot of it actually comes from planning so a lot of that hustling isn't just like being out there grinding and filming mm -hmm. a lot of it is just like you have to plan so much and you have to think about why people want to see that you have to create something that you're like this will be useful that's that's right. huge too unless you're just that entertaining like if you're someone if you genuinely are really funny and everyone says like you're the funniest person ever then maybe you have a chance of just being entertaining but besides that youtube is usually meant for i think unless you're a kid uh, people go there to sort of like learn or learn something quickly. Like I need right. to fix this thing. Let me fix mm -hmm. this real quick. That's why Peter McKinnon has such a good subscriber ratio to view ratio. Like He's killing it. Yeah. Like he, like when his first couple videos came out, he got like a million subscribers. That's crazy. Because he was just helpful. That's it. He mm -hmm. was just useful. You click his videos. They're really fun and they're perfect. And you can tell that he had, a, I mean, he validated himself immediately with his quality, but it's just useful. And I think that's that's also, in my opinion, a really good way to go about YouTube is to be very, very useful. But yeah, I think that's such a great point is you always want to come at it from adding value to the to the other person on the other side of the screen. Um, you know, if you're hard in your heads, like in the right place, then definitely go for it. And if you have to take risks, you know, use strategy. Don't just go all in blindly, um, right. like you were saying. So... Yeah, I think I think it's such a great place. So I think it has such um, so many benefits, so many rewards. But yeah, you just have to be in it for the right reason. I agree, and I think too that sometimes I, you know, I surround myself with people who are high risk, and I think in a sense I'm high risk because you know most of the people I grew up with, most of the people I've ever known, um, you know, like the smallest things seem like a bigger deal to them, and so I'll explain this very much like. Oh, you know, like be careful, plan a lot and stuff. But that's me not sort of stating how risky I am. And I think how risky I, it just naturally feels to make YouTube. Like when I started YouTube, I did go in with, I was, oh, well, everything else can just be on the back burner. That didn't seem risky to me, but I understand that anyone else watching my whole action would have been like, what are you doing? <laughs> but so that's the thing too. It's like, 
if you are someone who usually plays very risky or who doesn't play risky, then yes, you will have to play risky. You will have to be very, very risky. And that is okay because at the end of the day, if you calculate your risk and calculate the results, it's never that bad. I mean, really dude. like worst case scenario for me in California is I would have had to move back in with my parents, which would have sucked, but that's much better than literally not having food, not having a place and starving in the streets and dying. Like I was like, that's not the worst case scenario. Worst case is just living in South Carolina, which yeah. I don't know which one's worse actually. Death or <laughs> South Carolina. But yeah, so it's not that bad, man. I've been through South Carolina. I think you're right. You're right. Yeah. But just think genuinely about the worst case scenario. Think genuinely because it's not, it's not going to be that bad. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I should say, I, I suppose by the time this podcast episode comes out, you'll probably be at 600k so congratulations so. to future john hill if for you, reaching 600k if you're not there step your game out john <laughs> <laughs> nice man well let's talk about um let's talk about vegan stuff dude veganism yeah bro. yeah the v <laughs> how long have you been vegan i've been vegan for like three years nice yeah and, man. and what made you go vegan um just wanted to be trendy. You no, wanted I'm to be cool, right? <laughs> right. I was Getting like, with the cool kids, dope, dude. <laughs> no, I, you know what's funny? I, so when I was 18, I dated a girl, 17, and she was vegetarian. So uh, she was the first one to be like, hey, there's this thing where you don't eat meat. Because I never met anyone who didn't eat meat, ever. Um, and I think with her, I was just like, well, I'll be vegetarian with you because then we can actually eat together. Sure. Um, and being vegetarian, by the way, for anyone out there wondering, ever, ever thinking about going that route, is the easiest thing in the world. You can be vegetarian and eat literally anywhere. You can go to McDonald's and eat like pretty much. I also don't recommend eating McDonald's, yeah. but you can eat whatever you want. Um, so it was really easy. And I remember just being like, this is, didn't even feel like I changed my lifestyle. But when you start going down that rabbit hole, and a lot of people do it for health reasons right mm -hmm. after that, right? Totally. Um, they'll be like, I want to be vegan because of health. You know, you're you're going to watch things, look up things, hear things that sort of validate your new reasoning. So when I was vegetarian, I was like, what are other vegetarians doing? You're looking it up and then you're like, yeah, that's when it hit me. It was just like, oh, this is what's happening in the world. This isn't great. Right. I mean, it's I, – I don't ever get stressed or sad or anything. I, I basically never feel sad except for these like 30-minute increment moments when I'm sitting at home and I think like how good we have it how good people have it in general that's not true a lot of people have it really bad but i live in america yeah. and i look around and i'm like yes of course we all have our issues but dude there are things out there that are in a constant state of terror and fear and pain like right now there's like billions of things out there like truly just in terrible terrible fear and agony and i think once i like started thinking about that you know living with that Mindset is scary. You know, if you're always thinking like, oh, my God, everything's dying. But, you know, you just – you have to just do what you can. And that's totally. it. So you have to be like, well, maybe I can't do much about it. But the fact is like every company, every organization only runs because of the consumers. Mm -hmm. They cannot exist without us, the yes. consumers. Mm -hmm. So I think about – so for me, it was just kind of an easy thing where like, yeah, maybe me being vegan won't make a difference. Maybe it doesn't matter. But – I cannot like watch this video of this terrible thing happening and then be like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give to that charity. The charity of like this terrible mass murdering. It's like that's I don't want my money to go there. I don't think right. it, it, it you know, it doesn't warrant I don't want to work hard right. to financially support them. And yes. uh that was pretty much like the gist of it was just like 
I can't like support this anymore because it's not just animals at all. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I think a lot of people think too. Like, dude, we're humans. We, we run it. We rule it. Like we worked hard to be at the top. It's like totally. I mean, even in the aspect of, I mean, I don't agree with that, but I totally see where you're coming from. Even in that aspect, everything else to do with veganism has a direct negative result to someone else on the other side of the planet. And that's what we don't see too. We see kids like if there's a kid starving, mm -hmm. you know, we sort of overfeed our animals. We could, yeah. we could have just given the food to little Jimmy exactly. in a different country. And that's, yeah. So you yeah. start realizing like our money makes a huge difference. Yeah. And, and like the environment, um, right. it's much better for the environment instead of like, Producing all this waste from factory farming right. and all the methane gas that comes out of animal agriculture, but uh, you you really hit the you know the nail there. Um, so yeah, there's so many factors to why veganism um, does so much good. Um, just curious because like when you when you say the word vegan, like it, it can literally like mean so many things. Right. Um, like what? Uh, I'm just curious. Like what? What does a typical day of eating look like for you? Like what kind oh, of okay. foods are you eating? Just so people can kind of get an idea. I mean, for me, it's really easy. Like I, you know, I wake up and I just go to Starbucks and I get a sprouted grain bagel there you and go. then I just have like this, uh, almond butter spread for it. It's delicious. It's actually chocolate and somehow vegan. Thanks, um, so it goes and then nice. bananas. Oh bro. yeah. I don't know if you guys know this, but bananas are where it's at. For sure, man. So much, dude. It's funny. Even when I was a kid though, my parents loved me, but my dad got me on the banana train when I was like oh, 12 really? and he's like, dude. I just looked up everything about bananas. We need bananas. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, like our whole family is like all about it. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So like, I mean, I usually, I used to make shakes in the morning, mm -hmm. but since I've had such a crazy whatever right yeah. now, I can only do Starbucks. Yeah. But in New York, it is super easy. And I wish I, I wish I lived in a smaller town so I could recommend like really easy <laughs> strategies. If you go to a Trader Joe's or a Whole Foods, there's so much stuff for you. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's also like a ton of YouTube channels, like Cheap Lazy Vegan. That's uh -huh. a YouTuber. You yeah. can watch her and she'll give you very cheap, easy alternatives. Yeah, she's awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just go to like vegan restaurants. It's yeah. super easy. There's, there's like cheap vegan restaurants. In, I mean, New York, California, you're going to find infinite amount. But other than that, grocery shop, Trader Joe's, Whole Foods. Right on, man. Yeah. yeah, bananas are totally life, dude. Dude, they're the be they're the best <laughs> things that have ever happened. For sure, I man. love bananas more than my own family. Um, yeah, ain't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, one of my questions was going to be like, how is it being vegan in New York City? Like, I um, I don't know if you know this. There's a site called Happy Cow. Net. I don't think I do. Yeah, you um, anyone can go on there and you you can literally search for all the vegan restaurants in a particular town. Wow! And so that's what I was doing on the drive up here, and there's literally like a restaurant every block. Yeah, man. every um, block. Yeah, totally. It's so it's so easy, and it's like ah, oh, it's so easy. I mean, eating out all the time probably isn't what you should be doing, but <laughs> you can. I mean, when it comes to vegan foods, yeah, like in our building downstairs the closest restaurant is vegan has vegan options like half the menu is vegan. nice that's awesome um right there vegan restaurant vegan restaurant so within two blocks there's three vegan restaurants there's a chipotle where you can eat vegan oh my gosh man. um and it's yeah i mean the, to me it's been heaven i mean california was already awesome but so for the last four years and then i went to south carolina recently mm -hmm. actually wasn't as bad as i thought i think a lot of cities are really pushing for that too. And a lot of like college towns, of course, will have vegan restaurants because I think the younger generation is a lot more concerned with veganism mm -hmm. and, and exploring that diet. Um, yeah, because tradition is the thing that's going to be the hardest to change. So if you're like 50 years old, it's very hard to convince you like, 
hey, you've been doing it wrong. Not that you have, but yeah, like with me and my family, it's like, that's the thing too. It's like, you always want to get your family kind of involved. You're like, yo, I'm telling you, this is a good thing though, yeah. even for your health. And they're like, you know, they're just like, yeah, but we've been doing it right. Are they open to it at all? They, they think it's cool. Yeah. They don't mind it. But, you know, I have like my mom, her family in Korea watched like one of my videos and mm -hmm. they were like, yeah, but what's he going to do about his bones? He needs to drink milk so his bones can get stronger. Oh, that's, I saw that tweet. Yeah. I, yeah. I was like, that, that has been demythified like <laughs> a thousand times. Like, yeah. I'm like, so in my head, I'm like, you, it's weird when people give food advice who probably have never once Googled like anything about their food or veganism or milk is actually good for you or this and this and this and this. And I'm like, you've never done one Google search and you're giving advice. Like yeah. all you have to do, the easiest way to do any of this is just to like search. And it's I not do. hard. Just go on Google and be like, is this good? Is this bad? And yeah. you'll find out that veganism is typically very good. So yeah, in my opinion, I think the worst part of being vegan, it's, um, not the hate comments you get or anything like that, but just trying to like help those that are close to you. You're trying to inform them about, you know, the benefits of being vegan, but you can kind of tell there's like a, a wall there. They're a little bit hesitant on, right. you know, they're not so open to the message because I've, um, you know, I, I've struggled. I've definitely worked hard trying to get my parents to eat as much vegan as they can. Um, I have a brother. He's actually a hundred percent vegan, which oh, no I'm yeah, super stoked. Like he, he must have spent a couple months after I went vegan um, and, and he transitioned into it. I was so stoked. Um, parents, you know, it, it's still a little bit of a struggle, but um, yeah. Yeah, man. Wouldn't you say like that's the toughest yeah. part or with friends, you know, trying to... Well, I think with anything, there's so much... Well, just how humans work in general. We're so ego-driven and in both ways. I'm not... I'm saying vegans and mediators. It's mm -hmm. so ego-driven. I mean, if you just follow politics at all, all you can... All you see... You know, all I see is basically that you know, in a bigger picture, humans are relatively the same. Of course, in comparison to like, when we look at each other, we see these huge differences, right? But when I like watch politics, I basically see like, I call it, I call it like a copy and paste mentality where it's like, you literally just took the sentence that the other side said and just replaced the name in it. Yeah. Like Trump is a misogynist blah blah, And then you just <laughs> switch the name and then used it for your side. So it's like, I get it, but half the time we're just cheering for a side half the time everything is just sports and our ego is just so involved with everything that you know i think the best scenario is to, is to think like disregard your tradition disregard you know what you may have learned that you don't understand wholeheartedly that that isn't evident in front of you and try to like analyze why you do certain things like why do we eat this why do i do this why you know why do I do this tradition every day? You know, like, you know, this is involved with everything, you know, even this could be like religiously. It's like, what, you know, that's right. a, that's a, that's a deep thing to travel down. Dude, but religion, politics, like those, uh, those they're, are they're subject I just stay away from. Right. But I, I get, I get it though. I totally get it. It's like very similar in that way that when you talk about food and like tradition and culture, it, it almost feels like the person's being attacked. Yeah. Like, you know, your family's from Korea. My family's from Greece. Like we have like our own certain cultures. And then veganism, I would say like, it, it's not like a new idea. Like people have done it throughout time, right. but you know, trying to get them to give up certain parts of their culture, it almost feels like they're getting attacked in a way. Totally. And, and sometimes I know that I, when I talk about it too much, I almost come off as entitled in a sense, kind of like, hey, why aren't you guys doing this thing? And I am. And it's never meant to be like that either. You know, 
I had this dinner the other night and basically all of the, we talked, we went so deep into this subject and they, they saw me as like very cynical in the sense of, you know, I have this very negative mentality for humans. I do because I think about sort of the big picture of everything else. And, and I think, you know, I think everything will end up affecting us. So, you know, I'm, I don't even think I'm being, I think it is a selfish mentality. I'm like, Hey, be careful with the world because this is going to come at us later. But like sitting in the room, I, you know, I do think, like, I think all of us can empathize with a dog. I think it's very easy for all of us to hang out with a cat. And especially if you get a new puppy or something, you see sure. the puppy come out, you're holding it. You're literally like, you're yeah. so excited about this puppy thing. But the truth is, if you were holding that puppy and I walked up and just stabbed it, like you, you'd be offended. Like almost totally, in every scenario, man. you'd be like, hey, man. Don't stab my puppy. That's my little G. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, you'd be like, you know, or like if I right now, if I did that on camera, people would lose their minds and it would be a yeah. huge thing. Like it would go viral on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should. Oh, you got a puppy? Thing? Yeah. Is there a puppy? <laughs> so anyways, so like that's what I'm saying. It's like, so anyone can see it and empathize in a sense. But, you know, tradition has sort of pushed our mentality away from this idea that a cow or a pig is anything similar to a dog. But if you look at it scientifically, by any measure, a pig is, I mean, a lot of people say pigs are more intelligent than dogs. Yeah. Even like babies, like human babies. Yeah. More intelligent than human babies. So it's like, I don't know that that's when I started thinking, like, I think about those situations, you have to try to think as rationally as possible, even though it can be hard to think like, well, I'm a human and humans rule this planet. There's a reason we're on top. Maybe those aren't good reasons. Like maybe it's not a great thing that we have gotten to where we've gotten so quickly. And I guess all this sort of depends on evolution or creation, right. like whatever avenue you're going down. You can think about like why we are where we are. But, you know, there, there's like a rumor that the reason that humans are so cruel. See, that's the thing, too. If you say something like that, people will be offended by hearing like we're not cruel. It's like, dude, we are the cruelest of creatures by such a crazy extent. Such a crazy extent. Like, yeah, man. like chimps, well, chimps are like the only other animal who really tortures animals. But we like, dude, watch the news. Like, we are so okay. We torture. We're not okay with it. Like, we can't get along. And then we also bring that to like other species like animals, yeah. which are 100% innocent, man. Yeah. We are the literally the worst threat to this planet. If we didn't exist, like everything else would be perfectly fine. Significantly better. And that's the part that people are like, well, what, what the heck, dude? Like... I, you know, there's a point where you can think about, you think about humans and I think like in a sense, life for humans can get better or, or is getting better over time, right? Like we have way more lavish lifestyles. It's constantly becoming like more lavish for us humans. But I don't know if it's, I never know if it's necessarily a good thing because it's like, where are suicide rates? Are, maybe they're down a little bit. You know, it's like, we're like the only animals who kill ourselves, you know, it's like, you got to think about these things and why. And I I think it's best to think of like the planet as just like this, this whole thing is just working together. And like at the end of the day, most animals work together. You know, every other animal makes the world better. Mm -hmm. Like they're mostly right. Their existence, something about their existence makes something else about the world work better. Like we our whole entire life. And this is where the conversation got weird. The other night in the thing, I was like, and this is like a harsh reality and I would actually love for someone to prove me wrong because I would not like to think like this anymore. So if you could prove me wrong, please do it because I would appreciate it. I was thinking the other day, like our entire life is basically every day has a very negative impact on the planet. 
And people always say like, every day you should try to do something good. And I was like, oh man. But the thing is, I'm born in the city. I give money to things that probably have a very negative impact somewhere else on the planet. Almost all the money I spend has a negative impact in some way, right? Like, like the clothes I buy. I'm sure some kid in Asia who like didn't want the job, who's like yeah. 10 years old, his tiny fingers are making my clothes. I'm like, well, I contributed to that today. I bought an iPhone, some tiny fingers. You know, it's always like, yeah. it's you. almost impossible to actually get out of the negative. So like we pretty much spend our lives only going down and people will say, well, the best part of life is, I'm talking a lot. I'm sorry about that. It's all right. No, no, um, please. People, people are kind of like, you know, as long as you come into this earth and you leave it a better place than you came, I genuinely think that's impossible. I think it is actually impossible. And like, I think about it, I'm like, there are so many people we hurt on a daily basis. And, and, you know, I hate to say this, like, there's, I'm not, I'm not a torture free or whatever it's called. Like a lot of things that I do torture and hurt and kill probably in a lot of places, you know, veganism is just one small part of the whole big puzzle. It's like, I, I don't want to do that because, you know, like if you don't eat like a burger or whatever, you know, you didn't contribute to something that like a lot of things died for. A lot of things were tortured for and like kicked around and, you know, terrible things. So I don't know. I would like to be proven that our existence in some way has a overall impact, but I don't want to hear that my existence has an overall impact for the people around me because we are a very, 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 very small part of this planet. And that's why I'm like, I don't think it is an overall positive thing for me to make the life of a few humans better when there's so many other things that live and exist. Um, and I think my focus is usually on them, but I don't know. It makes me sound crazy. It makes me sound like I'm like humans, like I hate all of them and they need to go away. <laughs> Destroy not, the humans. <laughs> I just, I, I think we do have the potential, you know, like yeah. we're, we're sort of born into a system of contributing negatively and it's not our fault. Like we can't do anything about it. Yeah. It's out of our control. Like right. what you said, like every action that we take every day, like it has an impact on someone or something. Right. Um, and, you know, veganism is part of just one aspect of our lifestyle. Like you said, everything we purchase, like from our clothing to the iPhones, like this camera that this podcast is being recorded on, um, you know, there's like, you got to weigh the risk and the reward and like, mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously, hopefully this podcast is worth, you know, the good that it's doing as opposed to like, you know, the impact that I might've had on, on someone. But, um, it, it, let me relate this to veganism though. Um, you know, the definition of being vegan, it's not being like this, this perfect human, um, you know, this, this God or, or someone who even like levitates or anything like right. that. Like, well, I do levitate, but I do understand. All right. We'll have to get that. We can try later. To try that. Yeah. It's sick. <laughs> but dude, um, it's, it's all about having the least amount of impact as possible. Yeah. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you, you, you want to do your best and, and that's what you got to understand. Like, you know, nobody's perfect. Right. Um, you do your best and you have the least amount of impact, right. like negative impact on the world. So I think that, I think that should be something that is inarguable, even though everything's arguable is that your existence will have a very negative impact on the planet. So minimize that as much as you can. And I think that's like the best message you can have. And I think that's the best thing you can do as a human, because unfortunately you are born into a system that contributes negatively to the planet. You, it's not your fault. You're just here and the money you spend will probably mess someone up somewhere and make some kids starve and you know, whatever. It's just how the world works. And in America, we take a lot. We take yeah. A lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. We live in a consumer world, unfortunately. Well, fortunately in some, like I'm very fortunate. Like I love having like 
this gear, which is essentially a tool for, you know, the right. work that I'm trying to Definitely. do. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear you, man. And like, I love the fact that you're even like talking about this. You've put some thought in it. I think it's very honest of you to like talk about something like this. Cause I mean, we, like most of us take it for granted. We, we normally yeah. don't talk about this sort of stuff. Well, it's a harsh reality because people on my channel used to always say, why are you so, or how are you so positive? Which I don't think anyone has probably seen that I'm positive, <laughs> but the thing is, I am usually in a very good mood. I feel m most of my days are, are just like either happy, maybe sometimes angry, but I am genuinely usually never sad, like almost never sad. Um, so I am in that sense, a very positive person, but then I talk about this stuff and people are like, well, I didn't know that was, that was there. <laughs> and I'm like, but a lot of this does a lot of this is why I am so appreciative. Yeah. I'm not, I don't think I'm positive. I think I'm very, very appreciative. So on a daily basis, the reason I am so happy is because I will legitimately like grab something and think like, dang, it's sick that I have hands. Like, dang, it's sick that my fingers work. Like this you way. have all your limbs. Yeah, no, totally. And, and like, I'll like, st I will, you know, every time I see someone in a wheelchair, I, I definitely make an extra attempt to be like, I'm, I'm very fortunate. Like I'm fortunate that, you know, there's mm -hmm. so much happening out there that yeah, in every way I was born like as lucky as a human can be born. Mm -hmm. And totally. I was born a human, which means that I am very, 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 very lucky as compared to the billions of other, other living things that aren't as lucky as we are to be born as totally. humans. So yeah, I think staying really appreciative of everything we have is like the key. And I don't see like I also talked about this stuff and a lot of people saw it as like a very pessimistic, like negative. I don't sit around with this stone in my heart that's negative or cynical. I just try to be conscious of like, wow, it's we're so lucky that we have all this stuff. And I really appreciate the fact that I have this, 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 and this. Um, but just like being aware, like, I think it's a very fun, good feeling to think like, what can I do to help? Right. Like, oh, dude, we're so good. What, hey, you guys need help over there? Cool. What can I do? Right. You, I, if I don't eat meat, you're good. All right, I can do that. That's pretty easy. What else? <laughs> like that, I think, is a fun way to live life. It's just constantly like, yo, yo, if I can help, hit me up. Yeah. We're, we're over here and we got a lot of stuff. Right. Like, I don't know. Nice. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I love that, man. I love that. Um, and then just a few questions uh, for you regarding uh, your diet. Like, since I am a nutritionist, I'm just curious. Like, Ooh. did you notice, like, any benefits, like, after transitioning to, uh, you know, to a plant-based diet? Dude. I and you can be honest with me, man. I will be. This is, I'm the worst at answering this question. <laughs> Somebody asked me this the other day. All right. Truthfully, I haven't seen that much of a difference in the way I feel physically. But I've never felt bad physically. Sure. I've always felt fine. So, even when I ate meat... I felt fine. And I think I relatively ate healthy as a meat eater. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't just like consume a lot of junk. Mm -hmm. I, I've always been pretty conscious of what I'm eating. That's good. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, so I didn't feel a huge difference, but I also, I don't know. I also exercise a ton since I skateboard hours and hours every single day. So I think I've always just like felt pretty good. And I'm sure when I'm like 50, it all hit me like a a, you know, ton of bricks and I'll be in a wheelchair immediately. I'll go from like skating to literally the next day and be like, all right, it hit me. Let's do Just this. Keep eating those bananas, dude. I think I'll be good. Yeah, dude. Dude, 10 bananas a day. That's I, how you do it. I do eat, I think two. How many bananas do you eat? That's good, man. I've definitely toned it down. I, I used to eat like back in college, at least 10 a day. But I've toned it down, what man. The I'm fudge? That's when I was really a banana, dude. Dude, now I'm just a banana poser. You are, man. How many do you eat? Only five or something, dude. Yeah. 
<laughs> literally ate like 10 a day. Yeah. Yeah. I did one day. Yeah. I did um, 30 bananas in a day. And that was because like there was like a little like fat or whatever you want to call it, like a little trend going around where you like you would just eat 30 bananas in a day. Okay. And I did that. Was I ate filling? nothing. Was that? Was it filling? Uh, just a little bit. <laughs> Dude, I was so stuffed because of that. Um, I would do, uh, I would put them in smoothies. I would eat them like on the go. I would mash them. It was, uh, it was a pretty sick feeling, man. I don't want to do it again. Don't make I me do. do it again. I honestly, all right. So here's one thing that I'm just going to randomly bring into this mix. This sign that says daily above it, it says progress. So progress daily has basically taken this like back burner because it was, I was basically just making clothes for it. And I was like, this doesn't really make sense. Let me just make clothes that say progress daily, which is cool. I think. Merch is cool. But one of the ideas that I had was actually just basically creating like a group of people, a community on Facebook or something of just people who try things with me at the same time. So like just crazy experimental things. I don't care what happens to you. I'm not going to be a person who's like, guys, be careful. I'm like, no, do go crazy. I don't right. care. Yeah. <laughs> and dude, 30 bananas a day would be sick to try for like a week. Do you want to do it? I kind of do want to try that for a week. You should, man. My girlfriend would hate me because our dinners would just be me eating 10 bananas but no i fully would go in on that with people and be like yo i'll do it with you if you do it that'd be sick i'll, I'll man up and do it man i'll, I'll provide the bananas wow that's <laughs> well actually right outside my apartment they sell like almost like 10 bananas for a dollar oh that's not bad yeah so yeah. i'm like i think three dollar meals dude three dollars for food every day but i feel like that to me doesn't even seem like inevitably healthy though is it no i mean like you're um, missing so much stuff yeah, nutrition wise, I haven't I haven't run the numbers like in a while. Like I, I use this app called Chronometer. Um, it's really great because you could type in like exactly what food you eat every day, right. and it'll tell you the nutrients that you're getting out of your your diet. Um, haven't done that in a while. Um, probably not the best thing to do long term. If you do it one day, like it's totally cool, unless like you know you overstuff yourself too much. But right. I definitely would not recommend it for more than. I don't know, a week or so something. So, would you eat like two bananas and then you wait a couple hours to eat two bananas or something like that? Or yeah, you, you want to you wait a little bit. Um, I wouldn't try no more than like 10 at a time, which I've done. You ate? I've done that. Yeah, man. I've sat down with like a huge Vitamix full of 10 bananas and like like blend it up. Okay. And I've just taken it back as a smoothie. It's a oh, little okay. easier that way. Definitely, definitely. Um, but still, it's no fun, man. So, wait. <laughs> are you allowed to drink like... So you would blend it with milk or something? You could do that. You could put um almond milk or something. Is that what you would do or, or you would just blend it as I, it I've done it before, yeah. Okay. It's actually not bad with almond milk. Dude, I, I really like – have you ever had um, powdered peanut butter? No. Okay, dude, here we go. So <laughs> you take your blender, right? You yes. put in some powdered um, peanut butter. You put in some bananas, oats, like uh, dry, like quick oats or whatever. Yeah. Um, let me see what else. That's pretty much it. You blend that up, dude. It is so good. Down for Next it. Next time we're around a mixer, you'll have to try that. It's like it is delicious. <laughs> no, I'm down, dude. It's it is a very fun thing to get into the avenue of nutrition. I know it seems like this overwhelming task, and most of the country, I don't think, is very concerned with their health. But it's very fun to like go down the avenue of like like when you start eating better. It feels like you can conquer the world. You you kind of totally. feel like you're like above in a way. That's the whole thing with waking up early where you're like, I have two extra hours on everyone. Now that now you're like, I'm eating better food than everyone. Dude, I'm, it, it definitely like is a snowball effect to For I think sure. being productive in general. So. Yeah, yeah. You start eating one healthy recipe and you kind of get into the next one. Next thing you know, you're like full on vegan, like eating like whole plant foods. Exactly. It's, Saving the planet. Right? Dude. You're like a superhero. You're flying with a cape on. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's awesome, man. Um but yeah, uh, um, 
What did I want to say? Um, oh, is um, is Sarah vegan? No. Okay. But she did stop eating like red meats. Oh, really? That's so, awesome. Yeah. So she eats chicken still. Yeah. But that's the only meat she still eats. That's still progress. That's definitely, awesome. Definitely. I mean, it's much, much, much better environmentally to eat chickens over cows. <laughs> so if you still want to keep eating meat, cut cows out. That's Mm-hmm. Yo, that's weird. Yeah. I'm, well, that's the most methane, the source of methane is right, cows. Right. I'm like, dude, I get it and I empathize with eating meat, but cows is weird, man. Yeah. That's a weird thing to eat, dude. <laughs> like every time I'm – because I, I basically mm-hmm. went to Ireland and I hung out with like six of them mm-hmm. and I get it. I'm like, hey, man, you guys are going to be food. But then I'm like, it's kind of weird that we're eating you though. I'm like sitting there. I'm like, you're like my height. You're like bigger than me. You almost seem more human than I seem because yeah. he's like looking at me like, what's up, dude? And I was just like – I don't want nothing, but it's weird that we eat you. That's all I'm saying. Chickens, I see them and I'm like, it makes sense that we eat them. It's weird, kind of still, but it makes more sense. Cows are kind of weird. I don't know. Well, here's the thing. To me, it's like eating a horse. That's what, when I see a cow, a cow and a horse next to each other, they're actually very similar. Well, full disclosure, right? Cows only eat grass. Let that sink in for a little bit. Where do cows get their protein? Yeah. You know, we eat cows for protein. Cows are eating nothing but grass. You know that? And and they're huge MFs. Like, it's it's crazy. They are. They're the biggest mm-hmm. things, dude. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. There's a lot. I mean, mo- like a lot of really big creatures eat eat the vegetables, eat the grass. Yeah. Um, so, it's it's empowering in a way, you know. I'm not saying that we're cows or rabbits. You know, we eat, you know, we eat human vegan food. But, like, right. still, it's, 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 I think it's, um motivational yeah dude if you're gonna be a meat eater too just eat people dude yeah right come on man <laughs> that's source of protein doing? right there <laughs> they eat everything dude all the fats all the whatever no but yeah the cow, the cows is a weird one for me it's funny like I, I feel like i can uh i mean you can just be silly about it all but it's like some of it makes sense but yeah the cow thing freaks me out yeah. and then also gelatin once i like learned what gelatin yeah, was oof. i was like that's weird yeah it's bro. disgusting it's weird it's weird isn't it because someone says mashed up bones but then someone mm-hmm. said it was horse hooves it could be and it could be cartilage too like that's like, weird yeah man the, the weirdest part about that to me is like how someone figured that out like gummy worms i'm right. like there's so many things i feel like you could make gummy worms out of yeah how did you you were just like mixing it up one day and you're like yo there's a horse over there let's like right or like there's some bones grind like, it up what yeah it how makes, did you figure that out you freaking weirdo it is so weird and like you look at jello and they're like you would have no idea like an animal part would be in that definitely you know what i mean like jello looks so innocent fruity like colorful like like who would have thought it, like gelatin yeah. would be in there and i ain't mad for the people who end up eating jello i'm mad at the dude who started that like i'm like <laughs> dude everyone who would have yes. watched that happen would have been like let, maybe we should stone that guy or put him in a mental asylum because he's literally over yeah. there like grinding up a bone. Yeah, if that guy's still around, which I'm sure he's probably not, but we should slap drop, him. Drop him in the comments. Yeah, drop him in the comments. Let us know who it is. We'll find him. We'll be like, <laughs> really, dude? Are you weird? We'll go to his grave or something. Yeah, oh, maybe we shouldn't do that. <laughs> his family's there. We're like, oh, uh, sorry. Um, I kind of have a serious question for you because yep. um, like this is a common question that I, I get often like um, – with like, you know, you dating someone who's who's not vegan and you're you being vegan, like how do you like work out like a relationship and like find common ground, you know? And, right. um, you know, not like for you not to go beyond of like, you know, not being too preachy and like Sarah, like yeah. kind of respecting like your point of view. Like how do you guys kind of – Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's, it's pretty simple. I mean it, it's obviously something I'm passionate about, obviously. But I also very much empathize with tradition. I – Totally get it in every way that most of the way that we are as people and will be for the rest of our lives 
are based on sort of just like a system that we're born into and the ideas that our parents teach us. Right. It's very, very hard to change like a diet, especially a religion, like politics, like to be born in a household that's Republican and then to move to New York and to be like, wait, maybe the other side isn't as like crazy as I thought they were, <laughs> which happens a lot. I'm saying like that happens to a lot of people Yeah, because a lot sure. of it is, you know, we're also products of our environment. Like when you move and all your friends are liberal or like democratic, you're probably going to sway that way. It's just going to happen. And like, I think that alone says a lot. The fact that where you are matters, you know, you start realizing how tradition based you are anyways. So I get that Sarah. Yeah. I understand like when she sees cats and dogs, she always goes like, Oh, and I'm like, don't say anything. Don't cause a party <laughs> always wants to go like, that's that chicken. Right. Like that dog is literally just that chicken. You know, that dog is that pig, but I'm just like refrain. <laughs> um, but no, she totally like, I, you know, I talk about it very honestly. I'm like, Oh, you know, I, I struggle with like, you know, the only thing I get sad about is literally like thinking about animals being tortured and people being, you know, and people also being like super not well off and needing like food and help. That stuff makes me sad. She empathized with that. And she like, there's nothing about that. I think that can really make her mad at the end of the day. She's not going to be like, how dare you not eat mm -hmm. chickens? Cause she has seen all the same documentaries. Sure. She's researched the same. She lives in New York. Of course, she probably has multiple friends who are vegan. Um, it's a very easy thing to juggle as long as both parties can be very empathetic to the other. You know, I will always understand why people eat meat. I to mm -hmm. like a hundred percent, but I also, you know, somewhat do live in a bubble in this like very elitist city where, you know, a lot of people sort of, uh, you know, they made me feel better for who I am. Like it might be harder for me to be vegan if I lived in Columbia, South Carolina, you know, I wasn't vegan until I moved to California. Like mm. I was vegetarian in South Carolina. And then when I moved to California, I was like, oh, it's so easy to be vegan here. There's sure. a million of, there's a million of get you guys here. New York, there's even more. You know what <laughs> I mean? Um, yeah, just be empathetic towards the other person. If you guys yeah. have a disagreement, that's just how it goes. You know, people can also date, you know, me and her, we have religious differences too. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, you know, also just like, you can't let those things be like the deciding factor yeah. of humans being humans. Right. Right. It, it's kind of silly to be like, oh, you don't have this thought that I have. You're still pretty much the same person besides that one thought. You're, you guys are pretty much still the same, so you're good. So Sarah and I, we understand that we're, this, we're so similar. Right. Um, yeah, I totally get that. It's like seeing the person for who they are, not like, you know, their um, – what would you call that? Like their characteristics or, or their backgrounds or – yeah, like their, their religion, let's say, for example, or right. their diet. Um, it's seeing the person for the, who they are. Um, Sarah is, is awesome. Um, if you guys don't know who Sarah is, Sarah Dietschy, um, is John's uh, girlfriend. She has an awesome YouTube channel. Definitely plug in that. Go check her she out. She does. She is the greatest. Yeah, she's, she's awesome. Very ins inspiring. And I get to have her just next to me being like, looking over her computer like, that's a good idea. <laughs> right? <laughs> Let me use that in my video. Exactly. And then um, put my video out first. Like, I don't know where I got that idea. Right. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, she's awesome. Like, she seems like a very empathetic person. Very, I think um, empathy is like a big part of it. Um, totally. Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's like meat eaters aren't like these like terrifying monsters. <laughs> They're very like meeting Sarah. I mean, she's a much nicer person than I am. Do you know what I mean? Like, so this one yeah, I can't hold that above her and be like, well, I don't eat animals. Therefore, I'm a nicer person. She is genuinely a much nicer right. person than I am. So, yeah. So, I'm just like, I don't know. And I think it's fun to think about. And I'm always open to the idea of like, wait, is there a good reason to eat meat? Is there? Like, 
is it better to eat meat? Let me know. <laughs> Let me know. I'm always like, I'll, I research the crap out of like yeah. carnivore, carnivorists, like mm-hmm. that new diet that's like yeah. becoming more trendy. I research the crap out of it. And I think it's very interesting. And like when people come up to me and say like, dude, I've been, a, I've been on the carnivore diet. I met someone the other day. Oh, really? He was on the carnivore diet for six months and he lost like 60 pounds. I mean, I'm not going to just be like, yeah, but yeah, your mom, like, it's like, no, the dude lost 60 pounds. Like there's some credit there some way. And I want to find out what it is. And a lot of it is just cutting out carbs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. You brought that up. Yeah. Something I've been interested in as well. Like there's gotta be, you know, some merit to it. Like deep down, like I know like plant-based nutrition. Of course I don't want to like it. No, no, no. I want to hate it, but yeah. But uh, I I get what you're saying. It's like people are still getting these results and it's something I've personally been really interested in looking into more. So um, yeah, I'm always open to the idea. And that's the thing. It's like, and and that's, that's the question that's really difficult. It's because people are like, well, what if it's better for you? Right. At the end of the day, my goal isn't for humans to be better off. Like that, and that sounds crazy, but I feel like we're good. Like I'm, I think we're good. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, a lot of people struggle, of course, in a lot of ways, and we should try to fix that. But when it comes to like that, I think you just have to weigh the pros and cons. Sure. Like carnivore diet, oh, that's great that you like lost weight. Was there another way that you could have done that that didn't cost so right. much? That you know that didn't require so much. Um, and if so, maybe try to go that way. And, you know, I think, I think just weighing your options and thinking about the good and the bad that comes of it. Um, and then at the end of the day, thinking, I'll always push for this, but thinking of like the world sort of as working together rather than humans versus everything else. I don't think that's fair. I think yeah. we're a part of it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So yeah, man, um, a little while ago, I don't know if you remember, but, uh, in one of Peter McKinnon's videos, I submitted a question for, for you guys. I had no idea you were going to be in that video. Yeah. But I asked you guys, would you rather eat an underripe green banana or an overripe black avocado? And you had said the black avocado. Right. Um, I even made a little video taste testing it and I was like, man, yeah, the, totally the avocado. Cause it's like, better than the banana. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because the green banana, dude, it, it tasted like sand. It, it was Ooh. like you crack it open and it had no like real smell. It was like mm-hmm. bland, kind of sandy. Um, so – Peter, I have no idea what you were talking about, man. Um, He's such an idiot, dude. Peter. Dude, avocado all the way. But, hey, ripe bananas, dude. That's where it's at. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Totally. Um, But, yeah, I I have some other fun little questions for you, man, just to follow up. Um, Bring it on, dude. Curious to hear what you were going to say. So, here we go. Would you rather – and, dude, this one's pretty brutal. So, we're starting okay. off with the most brutal one. But would you rather give up skateboarding or YouTube for one year? YouTube. That quick? That quick. Really? Yeah. So, this is a question people ask me on my channel a lot. They ask me, like, what do you like more? There's literally no comparison. Dang. Skateboarding. Well, I've been skateboarding since I was 10. I've been YouTubing for three years. YouTube is really fun and it's really cool. But skateboarding is, like, almost the essence of who I am. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, if, yeah. you know... I'm sure if you ask Joe Rogan, well, no, that's not a good scenario. But yeah, ask someone who's a podcaster. Yeah. I'm sure if you ask them, like, what would you rather do, like, like Lance Armstrong, would you rather ride a bike or do your podcast? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it seems so obvious to me. That's like, well, I'm sure he likes riding bikes. He's been doing it since he was little. Skateboarding. Right on, man. That's the answer. Fully respect that. <laughs> um, would you rather eat tofu, seitan, or tempeh? Oh, I don't really know. 
But yeah, I don't yeah. really know. Do you, do you like any of them? I love them all. Oh, you do? Yeah, totally. I mean, it, well, and it also depends on how many sauces are spread in all yeah. of them. <laughs> and like what it's turned into. Like right. like tempeh and whatever can turn into... How do you pronounce it? Seitan? Seitan. Uh, it's like... Seitan, um, that's it, yeah. I think in my opinion, it's more like a meat, like a wheat-based type of thing. That's the thing that they um, usually replace meat with, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, dude, I've eaten like all three of those alternatives for like chicken wings even. Uh-huh. Like tofu chicken wings. And it's like, dude... Yeah, it just depends how many how much sauce you put on it, what you turn it into. Right. Dude, I think it's all good. Okay. Yeah, I love um, it. All. Would you rather eat a or I'm sorry, would you rather drink a smoothie or a juice? I mean, truthfully, a smoothie. Yeah. Because that just sounds sweeter. Juice. I mean, I like I love them both, but mm-hmm. smoothie. I would have to say, just because it seems unhealthier. <laughs> I think it's more filling. Yeah. More satisfying. Would you rather um, give up guac or hummus? Ooh. Uh oh, that's hard. That's really hard, actually. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, dude! I feel like I use them exactly the same amount as the other one. Me too, man. I love them both, and this trips people up too. I've asked like a lot of YouTubers this question. Oh, I would say, uh, just <clears throat> for the sake of making a decision, I'd give up guac. You would? I would. Interesting. It'd be hummus. Yeah. I'm even Mediterranean, but I think I would go with the guac. I don't know, man. Yeah. Avocados, it's like, it's so hard to give up. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> yeah, I will. Oh my gosh, that yeah. would suck. My life would be significantly worse. But hey, man, it wouldn't be too bad with hummus. Hummus is pretty yeah. cool. Hummus <laughs> is a good friend. Um, would you rather uh, go for a vegan burger or vegan pizza? Uh, both delicious. Uh, vegan burger because I eat vegan burgers a lot more. Vegan pizza actually seems unhealthier to me than a burger, mm. but they're both probably just as unhealthy. Because <laughs> depends aren't how you make good. it, I guess. Right. I'd say vegan burger. Yeah. Right I mean, on. right now I, I'd rather get a vegan pizza though. Oh snap! Just right in this moment. Yeah. But overall, vegan burgers. Right on. Um, this one I think is pretty good. I don't, I don't even know what I would say, but would you rather give up salty food or sweet food for the rest of your life? For the rest of your life, son. Is suicide an option? That's terrible. <laughs> um, oh, man. Yeah, so, so salty foods like no no ketchup, you know, obviously no French fries or stuff like that. Or Farts. sweet foods like no, no, like vegan pastries or fruit or anything. This is weird, but I would give up sweet foods because I'm more scared of sugar than salt. Mm. Sugar has just been getting such a bad rap recently <laughs> that it makes me really terrified of okay. sugar. Like I, Because people have been saying like uh-huh. in the future, we're going to be saying it's going to be like smoking where it's like, oh, you smoke? People are going to be like, oh, you eat sugar? Yeah. Like it's going to be that thing and I just want to be on the winning side of it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's yeah. a good way of thinking of it. All right, man. Well, those were pretty much all my questions. Um, but before we end this, I just want to talk a little bit about Progress Daily. Oh, right. Actually, if you could talk about Progress totally. Daily uh, a little bit, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, that whole thing was basically just it, – it was a message. It was a mantra that I said to myself as I was trying to grow. Um, I feel like I came from a relatively dark place, not super mentally, but just like didn't have money. I was on welfare, blah, 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 all this stuff. Didn't really have a home. And I ended up just – Progress Daily was my mantra. So every day I would just make this list of like things I had to accomplish that day and I took it very easy. So Progress Daily was like the idea that I ended up spread that I tried to spread to my audience and you know, people vibe with it really well. A lot of people got tattoos of it, which is really cool. But the idea is just to improve a little bit. 
incrementally every single day because it's actually not that hard to do that. Like if you have a big goal and you're always every day, you're like, one day I'm going to do this. One day I'm going to do this. It's never going to happen. And it's really sad. But if you break that big goal down into three parts and then three parts and then three parts of each of those parts, you will feel very accomplished and very good. And like you live the day to the fullest if you just accomplish that small task. And that's something that I've been trying to do ever since then. It's just like, you know, I have this big goal of creating a skate park, but I'm like, ah, oh, financially, that wouldn't be the smartest idea right now. And but how dope would that be? It'd be the best thing ever. That'd be but, so awesome. But every day I can work on a small part to make that better. And I've broken it down. And of course now, like now I set my goals a little too high to where like the thing goes down like so <laughs> far. And I'm like, oh man, this turned into like a, you know, a two year, three year, which still doesn't seem that long to me, but like a three year adventure. Um, but yeah, I, I would say like every day try and do something like that because it genuinely makes you feel better. Um, I think it's really good for mental health every day to accomplish something and to try to win and win early and, you know, routine I think is very good. And that's pretty much progress daily. I mean, in a nutshell. And then of course I talked about it earlier, but eventually I'd, lo- I'd love for it to be a community thing based on the idea of like me and other people going on in on experiments together and kind of just figuring it out. But not only does it build community, I think it would be really cool to have some sort of system in play that creates, um, uh, what's it called when you feel compelled to do something because there's something on the line? Uh, when you feel, I can't think of the word. Yeah. Basically, sure. it'd be cool to have a community of people who almost like hold you like responsible to accomplish this thing. Like almost like an urge or something. Right. Yeah. It's like these, yeah. And it's a, uh, oh my God, people are going to like think it's so funny. That I can't think of this word. And they're going to say <laughs> it right away. Um, but basically something that compels you to get something done yeah. and having a community involved, I think is just like, it would also just be so fun to be there and be like, oh, man, there's 10 people here who like have been killing it. I'll kill it too. All right. Yeah. I'll eat 30 bananas today <laughs> if I have to, or just, you know, whatever. But yeah, eventually I yeah. want it to be like a huge thing like that. That just contributes to people's lives and, you know, like help, helps us move forward day by day because that's so lost. I don't know. We just dream too big sometimes and we don't dream too big. We dream too big and then we don't realize that we have the potential to do it but we'd rather just say it out loud instead of going through the motion like oh i'm gonna do this one day Mm -hmm. it's like no you could literally do that in a year just write down the steps and you'll be like holy crap this is actually very transparent and easy progress daily right i love that man yeah yeah we we dream big we can't see like the steps in front of us right And, and that's what it sounds like is taking it step by step breaking it down and taking every day by day you know moving forward yeah, it really is that easy. I think, you know, we think too much about what it all means and what it all is. And I think it's just like, try to be a beneficial asset to the planet day by day. And the reason I say that instead of like, make your own life better every day is because the sense of community and the sense of helping other people is significant. And it feels mm-hmm. insane. And I, I promise they also say, if you're not happy, the best thing to do is make someone else happy. And then all of a sudden you're going to be like, why do I feel so good? Um, so yeah, if you just build your life around the idea of trying to make the whole world better around you, which seems huge, but break it down day by day, it's not that bad. Um, I think most people wouldn't be much happier. Yeah, I love that, man. Um, so yeah, John, where can people find you, man? Where can people learn more about you? I would say right now, John Hill on YouTube. Um, I would also say if you want, you should follow Progress Daily Show. Uh, it is a very, very elaborate, crazy edited series of videos that I'm doing. Um, but a lot of it's very New York based. So if you're into the city, if you want to see me explore the city and like learn a lot of things about it and, you know, I'm going to drop some veganism in there. 
Let's slip it What's in. Up? See if yeah. people notice it. Like, awesome. Hopefully that'll just slide right by. Uh, cool. You can check it out on Progress Daily Show. So my channel is mostly skateboarding. It's a lot of fun adventures with me. Um, but yeah. Sweet. Well, yeah. Thanks, man, for doing Dude, this episode. It's been a pleasure. Dude, it's been awesome. Yeah. Thanks for ch- chatting Yo, with me, man. Of course, Appreciate my friend. It. Definitely. Cool. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of This Is Bananas. To learn more about this episode, check out the show notes over at Bananiac.com. That's B-A-N-A-N-I-A-C.com. If you're looking for easy and nutritious plant-based recipes to make at home, you can download my ebook, Bananiac Simple Vegan Recipes, from my website as well. It includes 25 of my favorite whole food plant-based recipes that I make and eat every day and will hopefully help you eat more whole plant-based meals as well. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please rate it wherever you're listening to it. Share this episode with someone who could benefit from it. Leave a comment with your thoughts and subscribe to This Is Bananas as well as my YouTube channel Bananiac, which you can find at youtube.com slash Bananiac. This helps me become more discoverable and ultimately reach more people with my work. If you'd like to donate, please visit patreon.com slash Bananiac. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast and supporting the one-man band that I am. Until next time, everyone, take care of yourself spread the word and we'll see you in the next episode. Peace.